here too. And then from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live in violent Brooklyn. Officers of the 67th Precinct raced in the vicinity of 253 East 93rd Street around 8 30 p.m. There they found Bernardo Bernard, a thief with a habit of using vehicles without the owner's consent. Bernardo Bernard, himself a BMW, a Brooklyn Most Wanted gang member, mostly wanted dead by members of rival gang G-Stone Crips. Upon arrival, officers found Bernardo Bernard lying in the middle of the street, blasted in the chest, and not feeling very good. The Brooklyn Most Wanted, now Brooklyn's Most Got, and the, no. le- the latest casualty in the long-running war between the GSC and the BMW. Now, moments earlier, now unresponsive, wow. Bernardo Bernard had been hanging out, getting his drink on with unidentified individuals when he caught warm spring lead in the chest, one of the places <laughs> he would have least wanted it. The BMW, Bernardo Bernard, eight priors at 31, struck by one of four or five shots from a 9mm and a 22, ran 20, 25 feet and collapsed taken to Kings County Hospital, pronounced dead by Dr. Sachs. Wow. And uh, joining me now, Thomas Palladino. Hello, Pat. How's it going, man? I, did, did they count him as a coronavirus death? Yes, he, he was. He died of he died of COVID. <laughs> he, he eventually died of COVID. Yeah, Wait, he, he succumbed. succumbed. He succumbed to his COVID. Yeah, after a very brief illness. <laughs> after a very brief, brief bout of being shot ten times, he he finally succumbed to COVID. Yeah, he he only caught one round, but it seemed to to, to land. You know, this is a, a, a gang war. Aren't you glad you're not in a gang? You know, aren't you glad? Every time I read about gang shit, I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not doing that. That sounds really nasty. Yeah, what's the appeal? Do you think of being in one of these gangs? I don't see it. Like, you I don't. You don't go anywhere really. I mean, you don't. I, I can't imagine, you never hear about them buying penthouses or mansions like, you know, they do in the movies. Like, it's not like, you know. You could live a 50 I, wh- cent why? life. You become like 50 cent, you know, and then like you get out that way. You I think, think that's I, what they're all hoping for? You think they're all hoping to be 50 cent? I think the main appeal is that if you're in one of the gangs, then you don't get killed by that particular gang. You know oh. what I mean? Or robbed. But I, the I, other gangs want you dead even more. Right, but you know, you just, so, all you got to do is man up. You know, don't be such a pussy. <laughs> War's been going on since 2011. It's practically this is like the Afghanistan of uh, local gang wars. Mm. A, a member of Brooklyn wow. Most Wanted uh, shot and killed G Stone Crip leader Tyrese Shiesty Gary, and uh, numerous. Uh, I heard uh, he was real bad. I heard he was he was dangerous. He's yeah, dangerous guy. yeah. Up to, up up to death. He was he was one shiesty guy. Uh, Shiesty and feisty, they called him. Back and forth shootings were uh, thereafter linked to the warrior gangs, uh, warring gangs, not the warrior gang, uh, not the warrior. The warrior. <laughs> warrior. And in 2013, NYPD decimated BMW by arresting all their members for various things. And now Bobby <laughs> arresting, arresting all of them. Just arrest all of them. Various things. Yeah, they got. That's what they said, and I believe it. <laughs> Apparently, Bernardo Bernard has since been released. Uh, and now he has really been released uh, to his everlasting home in the ground. Numerous. Uh, oh, oh, Bobby Schmurda is. It might be the most famous. Uh, of you know. Oh. That's Bobby Schmurda of Schmurda Dance fame and progenitor of the dance that bears his name. Is an affiliate of the G Stone Crip who continue to be at war. By the way, if you're in Brooklyn, you want to watch out for this. In war, uh, at war with all bloods in their turf, and six tray outlaw gangster disciples in Flatbush. 
That is all I currently know what about they, gangs. What are they fighting about though? Like, what's what's the the guy like, shot? They, they shot Shiesty. I know, but where did how did they? I mean, it's a war that's been going on for. I mean, what started it? Like, and who cares? I think they're holy like, land. What? They share the same holy land, and uh, uh, is that what it is? <laughs> they have, there's there's a there's a there's a there's a temple that one claims half of, and the other ones claim the other half of. Something like that, yeah. And I think it's also. <laughs> At least in this case, I think it's just commerce. I think it's just like they we want to do uh, more business. We're trying to sell more drugs. We're trying to, to steal more stuff and, and yeah. make more money. I think it's just it might be just strictly business. But, you know, there's always with any business, Pepsi, Coke, uh, yeah. you know, uh, I mean, there, Pepsi and Coke don't go out and murder each other. I mean, it's funny. Don't I, it's they, like, though? It, don't they? Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> I don't know if they do. Maybe they don't. Know. The, but I mean, it's like a line from The Wire, not to like use The Wire as, but didn't he say, uh, McNulty said to uh, one of the guy like Bodie or something, he was like, he was like, let me ask you a question. How, you know, people do business every single day. Comp people compete, people do business, there are businesses, and nobody has to kill each other. How come you people can't just sell your shit? And just make your money and get on with your lives. And the response. And here, to, here was the response. What you people? You right. people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> I, I mean, but it's true. It's like I feel like if I was a drug dealer, I'd be like more like let's all let's all con you know conglomerate and let's you know join forces here. We don't have to kill each other. Uh, there's always going to be a mistrust between those bloods, bloods crips and and the tray nine the tray there's so many different gangs i mean you can't even keep up it's uh and i think it, it, it really if if they could be organized that easily it's like trying to get comedians to unionize you know uh, <laughs> it's never going to happen there's always going to be some guy who's like i'll do it for nothing and then, <laughs> you know, too many scabs and, uh, too many, there's not there's not too, a lot of unity in the uh, in the comic business. No, there's very little. I mean, there's unity <laughs> when you're hanging out, so long as we're all in the same shit. But if you start trying to improve <laughs> things, that was actually done by a guy named Ted Alexandro back uh, I don't know, like a couple of dozen years ago, probably. I mean, he's been around a long time. So the first uh -huh. 18 years ago, and then 12 years ago, they did it twice, where they actually said, "We're not going to work." until you raise the money a little and you know they didn't do it right away but eventually they did and the club started okay. to give in and pay him a little bit more money and that was the only time that it's ever been done it Ted Alexander, yeah and he's sort of I mean, like one of those guys who's sort of respected by all and all that kind of shit no. uh, I mean, for the, for the most part fucking buzzfeed can unionize you know you, you <laughs> there's hope for anybody that did great for them too. I mean, that was such a great yeah, it way to. Did. It worked. It worked perfectly. Yeah, it did. It worked perfectly. Wait, what was them. the sports site that tried to do that? They're like, hey, look, Deadspin. 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 Yeah, that was a great yeah, one. Yeah, where they're like, oh, that was great. That was where the that sports articles just, started to all be about uh, the WNBA and, and women's soccer and like, uh, you know, how, I mean, how come we're not covering uh, these guys are pitching pennies down in Brooklyn? We need to be covering that. You know, like yeah, the, it's something about uh, it was just very SJW through and through. It was no Deadspin was a social justice blog that occasionally talked about sports things. I mean, it was a it was a it was politics. I mean, it was it started off. It was one of the uh, Gawker websites. It was part of the Gawker family in New York. And, you know, back in the early 2000s to mid 2000s, I mean, they, the Gawker sites were interesting and they were like fun sites to go to because it was like. 
it was like quirky and edgy and like they were, they were, they had a style that people appreciated. It had, you know, it was liberal leaning because everything, you know, is going to be that comes out of New York, but it was never outright like, like just politics. Back then it was tolerable. Left leaning was a little more tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you knew what you were reading. It was something that was going to have a liberal slant to it, but it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't just about turning everything into an us versus them political struggle. Right. And, you know, reading something with a liberal slant to it or reading something on a liberal blog, you know, back in 2006 really wasn't that bad. Um, you know, because it, it wasn't, you know, warfare, you didn't feel like they hated you. Um, but, but slowly, but you know, Gawker went under, they had their whole thing with, you know, Hulk Hogan and all of that. And the, and the Gawker sites got, uh, bought up first. They got bought by Newsweek and Newsweek allowed them to just turn into, uh, just, they just metastasized into these SJW social justice, political blogs. And then after Newsweek, after after 2000, after 2008, right. I mean, that isn't that really, yeah. Well, what did it really, what did it was Buzzfeed, you know, because Buzzfeed came on the scene around 2007, 2008 and Buzzfeed was like a traffic juggernaut that nobody could compete with. So everybody, so all of these blogs, the Gawker blogs decided to stop being themselves and started to just be Buzzfeed clones. And then wherever Buzzfeed went, they sort of followed. And that's what, you know, it was just this sort of like incestuous, like, you, you know, it just, just, just race to the bottom. Um, following the wrong Newsweek, leader, it sounds like. Yeah, no, I mean, then, 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 uh, Newsweek couldn't deal with them anymore. They went to like Telemundo, um, <laughs> Telemundo op- owned them for a while. Uh, and they never, I mean, they were just terrible. Like it just was flat out politics. Like Deadspin was just flat out politics. They have their other blog Gizmodo, which is about tech stuff. That was straight out po- politics. They had a, a car site, uh, Jalopnik that turned into just, all of the sites just turned into just fucking politics. I think and Gizmodo is the one that broke that story about the, about the server and CrowdStrike and everything. I believe it was in yes. G- yeah, Gizmodo for Christ's sake. Right. Well, they're all independent. They're all more or less independent now. Um, but what happened with Deadspin was they were bought by a private equity firm and the private equity firm said, you know, we got to try to make some fucking money off of this. Like you guys are not making any money because nobody wants to read this shit anymore. So you have to start writing about sports again. Like I know this is going to be a shock, but this is a sports blog. So you're going to have to start writing about sports again. I'm sure they said that as gently as possible. Yeah, 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 it's absolutely. And then everybody fucking quit that the whole entire blog quit simultaneously. It was like, oh, okay. It was a, a wet Go- dream of those guys who bought it too. That was I mean, right. they could have yeah. they, they would could have appreciated nothing more than to get rid of all that fucking SJW snowflake yes. deadweight sitting around right. talking I mean, about what was, they, they it, it did. It worked out perfect because they got what was valuable. They got the they got the only asset in there that was valuable, which was the brand name. Yeah, the people, and, uh, not at all. Right, and and they got the and they got rid of the people. Now the people, uh, the people no, no. that were making. Wasn't there a guy who wrote something about uh, it was supposed to be the big takedown of that whole thing, but it was like, whoa, what a dumb doofus of an article uh, writer this guy. I mean, it was just it was it was so... Drew, that's Drew McGa- that's Drew McGarry. Okay, great. I'm go is. so glad to be able to call him by name. Uh, Drew yeah, McGarry's yeah, yeah, article, yeah. yeah, it was it was really pathetic. And uh, yeah, no, I, he's he's like king fucking douche over there. Like he's just he's awful. Yeah, yeah he was the editor in chief of that for a while, and like. Just fully, fully, just, just in, in, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, encouraged all of that, and 
they got, but the thing was, the thing about it that made it insufferable was that they were like indignant when it happened. They were like, how dare they tell us how, the, how dare our, our bosses tell us how to do our work? Oh, oh yeah, I know. That, that was really how, so I, nauseating about it, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. That was the thing that really rubbed everybody the wrong way about it, that it was, that it was literally the, the, the thrust of their argument was our new bosses who just bought our company have no right to tell us how to run the company that they own. Yeah, they, they, they were just like, can, they were sort of like, can you believe it? Can, Can you believe you that they're believe it? Yes, yes, that was it. I never. I was like, wait, I must be misunderstanding this. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's what they think. All right, so yes. uh, we talked about Brooklyn gangs. Now, meanwhile, yes. in Shaolin, the borough where the borough isn't the only thing forgotten. Now there was a, a, a certain young gentleman named uh, Tyrannial Uwa James Osunday. <laughs> Three. What the fuck? <laughs> Three. Three? Just Three. after just after twelve for fifteen <laughs> minutes, left alone inside a vehicle parked at the shop right by his mother, thirty-five year old Alawole Olayton. And uh she was arrested. And that's a that's a that's oh. a very brief story. She left her kid in the car fifteen minutes. Oh no. Down near the South Shore. And uh but, yeah, outside the shop right, people still look, did you the know. Kid, did the kid die? Nah, nah, he was taking just, the hospital. She just left him, oh, left him okay. in the car, did, three did years COVID? old, by himself. Does he have, co- does of, he course have COVID? He, of course he has COVID. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Leave a kid alone <laughs> for 15 minutes. Just making sure. Right there in that car, non, <laughs> no mask, of course. You know, anybody over <laughs> two, anybody over two, you gotta have a mask. Uh, <laughs> is it, but his name is uh, Ty, uh, Tyrenial, uh, Tyrenial, Tyrenial Lua, Tyrenial Lua, uh, Lua James. That's one word. Tyrenial Lua James. Tyrenial Lua James. A Sunday, and the and the a woman stun- is uh, the Sunday's and the Oletans. You know they make beautiful babies. Beautiful. I'm gonna well named. They're probably. Babies. I'm gonna say they're African. They're probably African. That's my guess. With Sounds James like at the end name. of it, <laughs> it might be Jamez. Yeah. Okay, so the, here's how many letters: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. That's a fifteen letter first name. You get that in Scrabble. I mean, it's yeah. just too bad. You, you know? win. Okay, here's how it, here's how it's spelled. Yeah, T I R E N I O L U W A J M E S. Oh man, Terenia Lua James. Terenia Lua. He's not gonna. He's not gonna. How's he gonna? You know what? Why, dude, this, that kid needs a nickname. Like they they're gonna need to come up with a fuck. What, what would the what would that kid's nickname? T be? James probably. T T James. T James. Is pretty good. I think. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's pretty kind of, that sounds good. pretty bad. Yeah, there, there you go. Okay. Good. Yo, yeah. T James. What you doing that car? Yo, T J. T. James, your mom in the shop, right? <laughs> now, back, back in violent Brooklyn in the 71st precinct, commanded by Deputy Inspector Tito Romero, serving and protecting Tito. central violent Brooklyn, including Southern Crown Heights, Wingate, and Prospect Lefferts, a police officer is dispatched to a radio call of a 1034 male shot, found a shot male, name of Andrew uh. DeCotu. Uh, Andrew Decatu, Decatu, an eight-tray Crip gang member with sixteen oh, priors geez. and 
Yeah, 16, 16 priors and two Aww. new holes. One in the back, <laughs> one in the buttocks. A decatoo, responsive but unhappy. Rushed into <laughs> surgery, critical but stable, heavily sedated. The video canvassing yielded a multi-camera shoot with several shots of the shots. Uh, those were fired by a dark figure in a black hoodie and a Wuhan mask, approaching decatoo <laughs> from the rear and firing multiple rounds into it. He got shot in the rear. Yeah, shot in the rear. Uh, now, <laughs> the point is, with all these shootings, is that there's all these shootings. They're up like 200%. Yeah. And uh, it's it's sort of got people thinking, you know, maybe the lockdown just gets everybody kind of, uh, you know, all uh, ready to go out and shoot. R- riled up and, yeah. Yeah, pe- people are angry. People are mad. People, all, all these simmering frustrations don't go anywhere. You know, people are beating yeah. their wives. They're killing their wives. They're killing their husbands. They're killing their dads. Everybody killing everybody. Tornado killing everybody. Uh, hide, <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. It's, hide your kids. It's pando fucking moaning. People leaving their kids outside the shop right. Uh, you know, yeah. T. T. James uh, going to the hospital. T. James. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, now, Mayor Bill De Blasio went on the defensive when he was gri- oh, grilled about the nearly two hundred percent spike course. in city shootings. Hammered no. about the, hammered about the alarming new NYPD statistics. The NR, is it the NRA's fault? It's probably the NRA's fault. Well, I don't know. Let's see what he says. This is uh, yeah. this mayor of ours. May I just say the best thing about the mayor is that. You know, people outside of New York, I'm sure, hear us talk about the mayor and how much we dislike him. And they think we just dislike him because of his political party, uh, because of his, uh, you know, just just the way he's oriented or something. It's really not that. It's uh, And this is what's great about him is that he never gives you – you don't have to wait very long <laughs> for something new to hate him for. In fact, you're, yeah, you're, exactly. you're not even done hating him for the old day. thing. You're mad about the old thing still, and you have to jump he off that onto the new one. I'll come back to that. He constantly gives you reasons. Yeah. There's always a new reason. Yeah, you never you, forget. You, you never there's forget. Never a point, there's never a point where you're like, eh, maybe he isn't so bad. It, it, you never get to that point where, where he – where he's just quiet long enough that you almost forget that you hate him. Yeah, because even it, if he if he's quiet, that means that he's either running for president or he's at an Antifa <laughs> rally in Berlin or some shit. <laughs> well, him running for president was the best part. It was the best that this city ever had because oh, yeah. he's fucking gone. It wasn't so bad. And, right and, then, yeah. and everybody else in the country got to see what an asshole he was. That him running for president, I think, was the best thing that ever happened to this uh, city. Well, those who noticed uh, under he was his running. T- under his ter- yeah under his term anyway. Because we got rid of him and people outside the city had to fucking deal with him and realize he was a fucking asshole. And he had to and he had to realize that nobody fucking likes him. Like he he had to there had to have been a point of some realization for Bill de Blasio around the time that he pulled out his his that he canceled his campaign because he was only polling in the in the fractions of a single digit. And he said, wow. Maybe people really don't like me after all. Yeah, and he held in long enough on that so that, like, it was obvious for a while he wasn't going mm. to go anywhere, but he waited until he could just sort of slip out and back out the door. Right. You know? Like, he, he didn't want it to be just like, oh, wow, I got crushed, and then leave. Uh, you know, uh, right. honestly, you know, like, say... He, he's the kind of guy who was calling timeouts and shit with a 42 nothing deficit, you know, uh, can't move the ball, still trying to call timeout and get out of bounds and shit. And you're like, dude, just fucking, just, it's over. Okay? <laughs> it's still the case 25 over. seconds, you're milking the clock, just stop. 
And so now uh, he's trying to justify this uh, shooting stuff. And, of course, the first thing he comes back, he fires back. Uh, this is on Sunday Morning Futures. He says, you know, crime has been going down overall in the city now for seven years. Oh. He said the NYPD, every single time there's even the smallest spike in crime, fights it back. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. He That's how bad this is. He has to give NYPD credit. Credit. Yeah. The, the police have to have credit. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the guy that... who, who, the most hated guy among police, I'm sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And not only that, but he's he's also has the most contempt for law enforcement of anybody I've ever seen. Not just politicians, yeah. but I mean, anybody. Anybody. Just any human being. Just randomly. He has the same, he has a, about the same level of contempt for the police as your average just Antifa thug on the street. And he that has if to, you put the two, and he relies yeah. on them though is the problem. And and so like he yeah. does have to, you know, this is where he, uh, this is where he shines. You know, I mean, he would have appointed, uh, he'll, he'll throw them under the bus for anything, for being racist. He'll claim they're racist. He'll, he'll mm-hmm. use uh, disturbed by things. Like, oh, and, yeah. I, and I think he would have named. Now, uh, you you remind me, Dermot Shea, right? Is that uh, yeah, Dermot Shea? Dermot Shea is yeah, the commissioner right now. He and he's white, and he would have named a, a black commissioner, but he needs to be the blackest guy in the top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. De Blasio no, needs to be the blackest guy so that he can have all the race credibility and that, like, because mm-hmm. you know he can't be like disagreeing with the police commissioner who is black. Right. Telling right. him, no, this is the way it is. And also, he can't assail the NYPD as racist quite so much if there's a yeah. black guy in if that the post. Fa- if the face of them is is a black guy. No, that's, so he's that's, a racist, that's is what I'm saying. True. He's an absolute yes. racist. Uh, oh, of course. So the show host, uh, let's see, her name is uh, Maria Bartiromo, I guess. Oh, yeah. Right, she, right, right, right. Yeah. She, she reputed shootings. Uh, she repeated, shootings are up 200% just this week. The mayor responded, and guess what? The NYPD will fight it back because I've added 2,000 more officers on patrol, and for six years now, uh, now seven, uh, we've reduced crime, and we will continue to. now. But that's not what he's concerned about. He's not concerned no. about the shootings. He's not concerned no. about, uh, you know, I, I, the nerve of de Blasio talking about everything with, with coronavirus and, and his way of fighting it. Now, uh, and of course, you know, he's like, no, but no more hanging out in front of bars. You know, that's bad. No, 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 no. That was big, big, big no-nos. But I guess people that were, you know, Bernardo Bernard might agree. (laughs) (laughs) He was hanging out drinking and getting his drink on at the time. Nothing, nothing, nothing good came of that. Yeah. Well, something good, maybe. I don't know. I mean, actually nothing good for him personally. For the rest of the city, it was it was a net positive for Probably, sure. Probably I would think. So uh he he's he talks about saving lives. Protecting is a word that I'm so sick of hearing. Protecting. Yeah. And and keeping us safe and all this shit. And in the meantime, hey everybody in Rikers, get out. Out you go. Out yeah. you go. So wait a second. Out you go. This is a safer city now you're telling me. Mm-hmm. Closing the jails, emptying the prisons. Anybody might get COVID. Holy shit. We cannot let these prisoners get COVID. They should go out and rob some newsstands. And they right. should go out and commit some rapes. And and the thing is, right. we've seen it happen over and over. This is no longer a theory. You know, people released right. on account of COVID, on account of corona, they reoffend. They commit crimes. They, they, uh, right. it's what happens. And then, and then what now it's okay because they committed one more crime. Now right. you can lock them up with a bunch of disease. How does that right. make sense? No, I mean, well, no, this all sort of, you see, 
it all fits into their overall plan for prisons, which is to just let everybody out because all of these people who were put in, whether they were there for a couple of years or whatever time they're serving or they're being held or whatever, now they get to, now they're out, but now they're out under the new rules of no bail and, you know, downgraded offenses and all of that. So now right. all of these people are out and they now have their second chance to just never have to go back again because they'll, they'll sure, they'll commit crimes, but they'll get caught and they'll get their no bail and they won't show up for their trial and they'll do it again and they'll do it again and they'll do it, you know, because you're hearing every day in the city, you're hearing, oh, he was arrested six times in one day. This guy was arrested five times last week and had to be let go each time. And this is the, you know, all of those guys who were there, who got in before these new rules showed up. Now they get to have their, you know, they, they get to have their second chance. They get, they, they, you know, it's, it's basically pressing reset on the entire jail system. Uh. He got to empty out the jails entirely, press reset on it. And now all of these guys who were in there, now get to enjoy the leniency that is the New York City criminal justice system. Yeah, and they, now they're under a fair system for the first time. Now they're under now they're under a fair they were unfairly imprisoned the first time. Now they were now they're out under the fair system and they can they they can commit as many crimes as they want, you know, the and yeah, they put more, you know, the NYPD is going to beat it. But yeah, the NYPD will, will arrest them. And they'll I get have no booked. doubt that they're going to do their job, you know, sure, I mean, sure. like they, as they always and do and, and get... better than ever. But, you know, I mean, and and God bless them for even having to like hear of, you know, the this mayor, you know, who they've had to turn their back on because he just so turned their back on them and, mm -hmm. and standing there and touting them and saying, well, crime has come down over the past seven years and, and giving them, I guess, credit for that. On the other hand, I mean, he you can't know. say, he, well, what's he going to say? He can't say crime is down over the last seven years because we downgraded what all these crimes are and we aren't charging anything anymore. Oh, right. And therefore <laughs> our crime stats are fucking bullshit. Yeah. The only true. thing he can, he can, he can sound magnanimous and say, oh, the NYPD is doing such a spectacular job keeping crime under control. It has nothing to do with that. Not that the NYPD isn't doing their job because of course they are, yeah. but the crime is going down because there are no, there, they, the, these crimes are being downgraded. They're declining prosecutions. They are, they are flat out ordering people to be released before they're even booked. I mean, there's all kinds of shit going on right now that is leading to these lower crime stats yeah. that, that, that he can't come right out and say. So he's like, oh, it's the NYPD. Our, don't we have such a great police force? I mean, it's bullshit. Yeah, and, and and also he can it's well it, it and isn't it really though his way of just passing the buck as well? They'll of take course, care of it. Of They've got sure. it. I, I love the They've NYPD. Got it. The NYPD has it's a, yeah, also they have also an indirect way of assigning blame for the, the for, when it, yeah. for the spike to to them. Sure, as if because sure. like they're the ones that are cleaning it up. They must be the ones who made the mess, right? He's not right. saying like, I, well, I fucked <laughs> it up, and now NYPD is going to handle it. He's saying. Well, you know, they'll handle it. And, and and really, guess what? They'll beat it back. I mean, okay, that can be part of a longer answer that goes into a little bit more uh, explanation right. about some of the shit that's going on, uh, That something that addresses some of the realities that we're talking about here. Right. But no, you know, he just, he, he's so defensive and so... Right. 
you know, so he's, such, he's such a vision of perfection as a mayor yeah. and a human being that he cannot tolerate being confronted with, with the crime stats. At all. No. No. No, it's, it's, it's really... And, you know, the funny thing is that um, <clears throat> this, is the, this is basically the plan that they have, you know, federally now, um, that in, the, in Pelosi's care, the, the, the HEROES Act... They have a, that's the new, that's the $3 trillion stimulus that they're trying to pass. There is a provision in there that every single federal prisoner over the age of 50 must be released. And every single federal prisoner under the age of 50 must be released unless it can be demonstrated that that prisoner poses a direct threat to a certain individual, to one particular individual. Right. I remember something and, about that. Now, one certain, unless they have said, when I get out of here, I'm going to shoot Joe Smith. Right. I'm going right. to shoot T. So James. Is, I'm going to shoot right. you know, Bernardo Bernard. Whatever. Yes, exactly. That the, Unless they can demonstrate that they are a particular threat to a specific person, they are to be released. That yeah. is what is in... The, 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 this coronavirus relief bill, this, yeah. this is their plan. I mean, listen, emptying out the jails, Gavin Newsom's doing the same thing out in California right now. He's in the process of downside. He want, he said that he wants to close like three of the four state penitentiaries and just release as many people. I mean, this is, this is the plan. They, this but, is what they want. They want put your to mask release. on. You put that fucking mask on and you yeah, stay make, home. Make sure you put that. Yeah. Yeah. The one penitentiary that he leaves is just going to be for people who don't social distance properly and can't wear and don't wear their mask. Yeah, That's what the one prison is going to be left for. Yeah. Imprison everybody else on house arrest and uh, force mm -hmm. them to cover their face. Meanwhile, uh, we have, uh, you know, people out with watermelons on their head now robbing places across the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 the abs I, I the country. I did not think 2020. I knew it was going to be what a weird, wild year. Yeah, this is going to be a weird one. But here but not, we are. Not I, this. How, how could we have known that they would pull this shit? Uh, Thomas Palladino, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. We got other stuff to talk about, but uh, we're yes, out sir. of time. And uh, look forward to seeing you on Thursday. And by the way, uh, this is available as a video podcast on Patreon.com. It's available to my friends there. Patreon.com slash Pat Dixon NYC. I'm pretty much shadow banned or something there. I don't know how it works. But <laughs> if you just search for me, you won't find it. It'll say, nope, don't know what you're talking about. You have to go directly to Patreon.com slash Pat Dixon NYC. P-A-T-D-I-X-O-N NYC. And uh, that will get you there. And you know what? A couple of bucks, you get a lot of extra stuff. Uh, you know, plus this is available as a video podcast there. Thanks one more time, Thomas, Thomas Palladino. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Is it over?